Oh, we lied. Okay. Yeah. So, so you just said like you need to have like bad things happen, sort of like connotations happen as well. Yeah. I think that when you're trying to change, consuming only the content that you think is the best content for the change doesn't always help because then you're just like using the information that you handpicked mm-hmm. to like support a bias you already had or an opinion you want without knowing like why you want it yeah i just last night i'm reading a book by school of life and there's something in it where he says that it is he believes it's impossible for someone to be able to affect positive change in your life if nothing bad has ever happened to them because they have no way Mm. of having actual empathy all empathy that they could have is based off of movies or things that they have seen it's impossible for them to be understanding. And there are people that I've met recently who have had no bad things happen in their life and they are terrible at empathy or like <laughs> any any form of being sympathetic mm-hmm. towards other people because in their head they're like, oh, just be better. Like, just, just fix it. Yeah, just don't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> just don't, just do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. I definitely think that's true because experience forms almost all of your thoughts. Experience and memory forms like all of your thoughts, I think. Yeah. I would agree. And it's also like there's a like a danger or a risk reward early on, and I think that develops into like conscious empathy. Mm. You know, because the time that you weren't empathetic and it mattered, things got a lot worse. Right. You know, there's a reason, like, I think when you go through bad times, it really hones your, like, awareness of potential future bad times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things uh, he mentions in this book, which I, I think is really true, is that it helps when you go through bad times to have someone around you who is there so you don't get apathetic. To be like, oh, don't don't immediately fall into this thing of like, wow, life is bad for me. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else has had a bad life before. Yeah. Because it's very easy to do that. And then you also, I think, become less empathetic. There's this there's this quote from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius where, he's, where he says, it's like, most men's pain is inside their head, outside of reality. And he's just speaking yeah. on like... And Marcus Aurelius had like the worst life of any <laughs> human being Ever. He had eight kids, and seven of them died, and then the one who survived to become the heir was, like, insane. Wow. So, like, just a bad life yeah. for him. So for him to say that, I feel like it's very true that people, they focus on the bad things that have happened to them, and that's, like, their excuse for... Whatever they do after. Yeah, for yeah. their outlook on life. Well, and... Off-topic, not off-topic... The Joker movie. Right. <laughs> I just thought that whatever they were trying to express and show, they didn't do enough of. Mm-hmm. And so it really, to me, felt like a movie about a guy who just had problems, had a bad day, but wasn't any sort of joker person right 
you know, the only thing that made him the Joker was, like, the hair color, you know, and, like, the paint and stuff right. like that. Yeah, that movie was really weird. I walked out of that movie, I saw with my freshman roommates, and I was just like, this is a movie that seemingly is justifying, like, cr- like crazy behavior. It, it was really yeah. weird. He, like, had a couple people be mean to him, and he's like, I guess it's time to just end it all for everyone. Exactly, yeah. I really thought it was, like, weird how much support he had, or even how much support the movie had for, like, wow, this is... And now you see it online a lot, where there's, like, whole fan pages devoted to, like, embracing that personality within yourself. Mm. You don't like seeing how cruel the world is to you. Right. You know, it's it's just too weird. It's it's like it's very countercultural because I feel it's not like nihilism where it's just an an embracing of that the world can be cruel or life can be unfair. Mm-hmm. It's he's actively thinking about it in the movie. Like he's he's actively upset that the world is cruel. And he's yeah. acting based on that. Yeah. Whereas in nihilism you're just like aware and you're okay with that. Yeah. You're not acting in reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So it is very weird. Also, it'd be funny because you mentioned the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix plays Marcus Aurelius's only living son in the Gladiator. <laughs> that's something now I want to see. That's, that's from the 90s, gladiator. right? I, I've seen clips on YouTube. Okay. Um, there's a scene where he fights a guy and there's a lion in the area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the clip I've seen. But okay. I don't know who the son is. I don't know who any of it is. I just know that, like, I've seen yeah. that scene. That's, damn, that's tough. There's, I know. A, there's a list. There's a list of movies that we have to, we have to watch. Yeah. They're remake or they're making, I don't know, it's an Avatar show, right? Yeah, there's an Avatar TV show. Netflix show? No, 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 not the animated one. The live action one. There's, yeah, there's going to be a TV show of it. It's yeah. a TV show? Yeah. wonder how that's going to do. It's, a, it's, a, it's like Front, Frontier Pandora or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so my oldest brother has a theory about this, that that movie's going to do terrible. Because oh. so much time has passed. That's true. The movies. I guess when he said that, I was like, no, it's not. But time... Has passed. Yeah. <laughs> Me- memory's a funny thing where I was like, oh, I saw Avatar like recently. Like It yeah. feels recent that I saw it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 11 years. But it might help, you know? Anyone who remembered like bad earthbending in the movie... Right. <laughs> ...might at least like see one cool scene in the beginning. That's what I think. I think if the first episode is amazing, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how the rest of the show will do, people will watch all of it. Mm-hmm. But if they make it look anything like the movie, yeah, no shot. It's like the Top Gun Maverick just came out. Yeah, maybe it'll be like that because it's been like it was thirty years, I think, in between those those two movies. Yeah, so people nostalgia is like very powerful. Yeah. So. And like Bleach, you know, the anime. It's been ten years, and that's coming back this year. I think it's been ten years. I know. <sighs> Nothing that it. I think nostalgia is becoming something that's, like, too powerful. Like, I just saw Lightyear, and I was like, oh. this movie did not need to be made. It was upsetting <laughs> that it was made. Yeah. And I think Star Wars is probably the biggest, like, culprit of yeah. using that. You know, just using nostalgia to, like, add an extra hour 
mm. into movies that didn't need to be made. Yeah, it's funny. Last night I was watching. So it was two nights ago. I saw uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Mm. Oh, okay. And it was maybe. I, I would say I would say it was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And so I've only seen the first Jurassic Park, the original. Like yeah, the yeah. Old VHS. Mm. I hadn't even seen like the Chris Pratt versions at all. So I, I haven't either. Oh. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the original, the Steven Spielberg one, um, but we, uh, we went and saw it, I don't know, one of our, like, mutual friends wanted mm-hmm. to go see it, um, just, like, the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, and I was wow. thinking, like, I, I, I was looking it up afterwards, and it's already made, like, 800 million, like, worldwide, Yeah. and I was like, this is just because it has the word Jurassic, like, in front of it. Yeah, and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Is he in it? Is he in it? Yeah, 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 he's in it, and so is, uh, um. The girl from It is, like, his, like, girlfriend in it. Okay. Like, Jessica Chastain, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, the grown-up woman. But, yeah, it was funny because it reminded me of seeing the new Star Wars movies where I'm like, what is this movie even about? Like, I have no idea what exactly. this movie's about. And I'm really tired of the, like, storytelling where it's someone that's a generation younger yeah, who's on their own adventure and then they meet like, the people from the original movies. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. really sick of that. Star yeah. Wars does it every movie since the first four. Yeah. Um, in Jurassic World, they run into the, the people from Jurassic Park at the end of the movie. See, exactly. And I mean, literally, they just happenstands run into them. <laughs> like, literally, they're in, Oh, you're like, at the, the park, too? The, literally, they're, like, <laughs> in... I, for, I think they're in the Swiss Alps or something like that, and they, they just run into them, like, in this, like, conservatory on accident. Scream in Scream. I'm pretty sure it's like the parents' kids are now the new main cast. Yeah, but the parents are like half the movie. Mm -hmm. Halloween, you know, Laurie Strode and all those. The original Halloween cast comes back as adults. I just think we enjoyed seeing them, and now we don't. You know, I don't think. It's like the it's like the economic. There's this idea in movies that you have to have something familiar in order to ensure you're gonna make money, and you have to introduce something new in the hope that like the new generation of people will also like the movie. Yeah. It's like with Star Wars in the end of episode seven. It's like, well, we have to have Harrison Ford in this movie to ensure that we'll make money, mm-hmm. and then hopefully other people, like new people, will like yeah. the movie as well. Christian Bale said that. If Nolan wanted him to be the next Batman for his next movie, he would do it. See, that's a situation where... I feel like that has been so recent that they don't even need the power of nostalgia. Like, yeah. The, I think he's just taking back his current role. Yeah. That he, like, gave away for a moment, you yeah. know? Because that, that was, like, 2012, I think, The Dark Knight Rises came out. So, like, mm-hmm. that's pretty, pretty recent. But I did see that. That would be... Amazing. I feel those movies. They you know they wrote the script for all three of them, and yeah. then obviously it failed because Heath Ledger died. So then they had to like change yeah. and, and write it for Tom Hardy. But those were a big deal when they came out. So I feel like if he came back, oh yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and you know like and they ruined it with the, the Zack Snyder movies. So exactly, they've set the bar back down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think any. Like, decent... And I didn't even see the new... The Batman movie. I don't know what it was called. The one came out this year. Yeah, with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it was just called The Batman. Oh. <laughs> but 
I'm hoping that they keep on the like darker side of Batman mm. movies. Mm. You know, I think they saw Injustice and they realized this doesn't work. Mm. You know, we know what Batman is and we like don't want it to be just like an action right, right. superhero movie like Aquaman. Yeah. The Batman yeah, the Batman is really really good. And it, I think it gave hope that they'll get rid of Zack Snyder's universe. Well, I think they will. I just saw uh an article recently that uh, Ezra Miller, the guy who plays the Flash, mm-hmm. is like on the run from the police because he like assaulted someone in Hawaii at a club. Wow. And so he's like on he's like actually on the run. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be the Flash. Yeah, to be on the run. <laughs> Perfect guy to be on the run. They still can't find him. Yeah. Too quick. Too quick. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that's like... And then I think Aquaman 2 is obviously in trouble because like Amber Heard is yeah. his like wife or whatever in that. So that movie probably won't come out either. Yeah, I really wonder how Blue People Avatar is going to do. It comes on Christmas Day, so... There will be no families under the tree Christmas Day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of times movies are um, kind of edited for foreign countries. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. To, like, have it not be, um, like, offensive content or whatever. (laughs) It was funny because... I saw, there was this article that the trailer in India for Avatar mm-hmm. uh, is different than the one in, uh, like, domestic. I'm surprised the movie's even coming out in those countries. Like, when I saw that article, I was like, that's really peculiar. Because it's, like, very religious movie. Like, it was just yeah. like a real religion that they talk about, like, the spirits of people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I saw the trailer, it was, like, coming out in India. I was like, wow, that's a very religious, like, country. I think... That if the first movie had come out 10 years earlier and this movie would have come out 10 years earlier, I don't think either would have been shown there. But it would have been shown, yeah. Well, maybe... The thing is, the culture is changing so fast. And not, like, in the sense that nothing matters. <laughs> but I think with the new generations, there would be more problems than not mm-hmm. if one of the most popular things were exclusive to, like... The largest population of people. Right. You know, and I think that would cause more damages than just showing them the, the movie. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's an, an awareness of the world outside them. Yeah. More so now than, than before. It was interesting because, you know, in a lot of countries outside of the U.S., religious ideas aren't just ideas. Mm-hmm. They're like the way that they form the world around them. So, like, I was surprised because a lot of movies don't come out in India. Or yeah. if they do, they're extremely edited. I think, I'm pretty sure Star Wars is an example of one that's like extremely edited because like the Force is like, you know, like a mystic okay. type thing. So I think they like don't acknowledge that in the Star Wars movies. Like, they show the hand raise and then they just cut to the scene after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, what are you doing? Nothing. No. Yeah, so that was interesting to me. Um, I know like, I've seen videos that are, I saw this one short documentary that was about how like all the Legend of Zelda games are either edited or banned in like India oh really countries like that yeah be- just because there's like so much magic in them yeah it's like outside of the I wonder what like Earthbound and oh yeah, yeah. just gone just yeah. not there I remember even when I was like on a vacation in Malaysia when Pokemon Go came out it was banned and you couldn't download it if you were 
like living there for I think a few weeks after everyone else had it. And then they had it and then they banned it again. That's interesting. It's so, I, I think in the US we think that everywhere ever else around us is more advanced. Yeah. <laughs> more socially in front of us, basically. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's easy to say from any like isolated perspective, you know? Yeah, you always think, like, the grass is greener on the other side. Like, oh, they're doing better than us over there. Exactly. And you don't... Every country that listens to their own news Mm -hmm. hears more about their problems than their, like, successes. Right. But I think foreign news, wherever you're from, is often better than it is worse. Mm -hmm. With some, like, exceptions. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was reading this Forbes article that was, uh, was talking about how... In the U.S., like, basically kids are consuming content for adults more so than any generation beforehand. So, like, kids' movies are doing worse and worse and worse and, like, watching, like, older and older stuff. Mm -hmm. And the example they gave was um, Lightyear, how it, like, failed at the box office. Yeah. Like, 20 years ago, people were taking their kids to kids' movies, but now they're taking them to, like, PG-13. Oh, yeah. And the end of the article, it was, like, it also could be because Buzz Lightyear is banned in almost every country except the United States. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like looking it up. And uh, that movie is banned in almost every country except the United States. Wow. Why? In the very beginning of the movie, like one of the characters mentions that she's married another woman. Hmm. And that's, I guess, not Still allowed. banned. Yeah, it's still banned in, in some countries. Um. I thought that was absolutely crazy. Yeah, then you can't just take the scene out. Yeah, I like guess. They the, do yeah, I guess not. Else. I get, Well, Disney's kind of like its own government. That's the thing. You know, I bet they're like you're not taking the scene out, and so the country's just like we're not gonna have the movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Disney. I mean, they have a lot of power. Maybe they just they're like we're going to do this exactly. If it, if it like creates good social change, but like also the movie does bad, that's just what it is. Yeah. So, I, I doubt they took a loss on anything. Yeah. I don't think they've taken a loss on anything in a long time, mm-hmm. to be honest. Well, you know, I wonder, like, with kids being more exposed to older culture, I guess? It's like, when I was younger, I thought that eventually, because I would hear, like, oh, my parents only learned up until algebra, mm-hmm. and then they graduated, like, college or whatever. Right, right. And then I'm in, like, the fifth grade doing algebra. Right, yeah, yeah, I thought, imagine in my, in 10 years, 20 years, when I'm an adult, my kids will start off, like, elementary school, geometry and trig, and then middle school, it's calculus. Yeah. You know, then it's, like, differential equations when they get to high school. Like, mm-hmm. there would be no way to keep up with, like, how much earlier they're able to learn more. Yeah, yeah. And I think you really do see it more in entertainment than... Well, I guess academics, of course, it wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But you do see a lot of kids, like, watching the same things that adults watch. And I think a lot of adults watch the same things that teenagers watch. Like, all the media yeah. has kind of become, like, general audience, regardless of what it's showing. Yeah, I mean, I mean kids, now, kids now just consume everything way more than like yeah any generation before them we said about like educational yeah when i was in high school i took uh but like 
we had AP, which is like mm-hmm. a college course. My parents being like, that's, we didn't have that course. Like not, not only do we not have the AP section, we didn't even have the course. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was in high school, like I took, uh, it was required in my school to take psychology. Oh, interesting. And like my parents even, they went to the same high school as me and they said that wasn't even a course there. When yeah. They there, and I was like, oh. Definitely there's just way more consumption of things. Mm-hmm. And the the gap gets wider and wider every day. Because my, my younger brother is only, I guess he's four, he's about five years younger than me. And I the, there are things, he so many things he knows about that I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. All the time. And he's only five years younger. Yeah. And so it's... It's crazy because by the time he's my age, he'll know way more things than I do. Mm-hmm. He already does. Definitely, yeah. You know, a big like, problem, though, is that I think especially with social media, the way that it works now, like even YouTube having shorts now mm-hmm. coming out. I don't know how long shorts can be, but it's not because I already know what I'm going to learn from the video. But I just glance at it, and if it doesn't catch my eye, I just keep going. On to the next one. Yeah. You know, and I think at least YouTube Shorts is getting really good at getting eye-catching things, like the people who make them, mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that that doesn't translate when you go to make a movie. Right, You yeah. know, and now that I'm watching a movie, either they do the thing where they try to be eye-catching every 10 seconds, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Or they do the thing where they're really boring and you need to, like, basically read a book in the movie theater to know what's going on. And I don't like that either now. Yeah. You know, I'm having a hard time finding a middle ground of, like, fun and, like, interest. Mm -hmm. You know, or, like, feeling like I'm enjoying it without being too bored. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the the attention span now is so low because mm-hmm. uh, you have like TikTok, there's shorts, like yeah. things like that. That I feel something has to demand your attention so quickly. Exactly. And it's crazy being in the generation that grew like uh, we're the generation above like the generation that grew up on TikTok because we were like already in college. Yeah. When TikTok came out, but I even find myself having that problem with the attention span thing where I'm like, oh, it's a long time. Like I still haven't finished Stranger Things season four. So yeah. each episode's like an hour and a half. I'm like, God, that's exactly. I'll be working on a project now and I just don't have the attention to like finish it. I, I know that it'll take maybe three hours, six hours, eight hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I can kind of tell what this will look like at the end. I don't need to finish it. Yeah. And I just don't. Right. You know, instead of before I wouldn't mind like taking time in silence to just work for mm-hmm. eight hours nonstop and have a finished product at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, just the idea of it is enough. <laughs> right, just the idea. Even being in silence, I feel like, is difficult sometimes now. Yeah. There's so much noise all the time. Just a couple nights ago, I, I like, I had my headphones on and I was on my Mac and I took my headphones off and I had, like, the TV playing, music on my speaker, and I had my <laughs> headphones on. <laughs> I was like... What is going on? Exactly. I'll be playing a game and lo-fi hip-hop beats is always right. playing behind any noise. Yeah. You know, so as soon as it could get quiet, there's at least that. Right. Yeah. It's really terrible. Look at Top Gun, you know? Yeah. They hit a billion dollars mm-hmm. already. That movie has the, like, 
emotionally active content of like six movies that they could have made. Right. You know, it's like, oh, we're doing this, and then this exciting thing happens. Mm-hmm. And then, like, six minutes later, there's already, like, the build-up for the next exciting thing that you know will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's a spoiler. But, like, the initial, like, scene is about him getting to a plane and then flying a plane. But the flight is, like, made to be super dramatic and huge and captivating. Right. And they just keep doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It keeps you attached. But, like... I couldn't watch a movie that wasn't about, like, just being excited and happy now, you know, without being bored. Because it's a good adventure movie. I don't know if that's the genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand understand what you mean. I don't know how many psychological thrillers or just serious movies would thrive right now, or how many do. Yeah. That's, that's like, the detachment from... I I don't know the correct word, like actual culture what people are watching what people mm-hmm. do want to watch and then kind of like the 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 media side's the wrong way of wording it but like the movies that get nominated for oscars mm-hmm. those are never the movies that are doing well in theaters and <laughs> absolutely never like, yeah no movie that made a billion dollars this year will get nominated for an yeah. oscar like the revenant yeah it's movies like <laughs> that that nowadays have a hard time holding yeah. your attention but it's because your attention is so like the span is so short now yeah and like A24 films I feel like in the COVID era thrived because we were actually so bored that we would just watch and listen and pay attention mm-hmm. Parasite wouldn't do as well as it did like during that time as it would now mm-hmm. it's already like hard and they did a good job of keeping your attention mm-hmm. but there wasn't as much like fun you know and i wonder how a24 films in general mm-hmm. are gonna do now because i haven't seen the last four that i said i wanted to watch <laughs> yeah um you know since i think the lighthouse like i haven't seen any mm-hmm. but i've wanted to watch all of them I, don't know, I saw men the alex garland one that came out like last month month before yeah i've seen the trailer three times yeah it was it was really good, but if you had a like, short attention span, then it was like not very good at all. Yeah. But I yeah I thought it was very good. It it was as shocking as you would think. Wow. Like as shocking as you would think. But I saw it, um, and there was a bunch of like older people in the audience, and mm-hmm. I think they, I think they thought it was like an actual drama, like a historical drama, <laughs> and so like halfway through the movie, they were they just like left. They're like um. Yeah. they were like this is weird yeah they were like appalled yeah by, like things that were going on but no yeah it was it was very interesting and jordan peterson is that his name no jordan peele uh jordan peele is the comedian who wrote get out yeah he does a great job of i think having movies that let you think beyond the time that you're watching the movie mm-hmm. you know you can watch it and it's fun but there's enough there for you to like take time to think about mm. you know to pick out little details and it's still enjoyable to do yeah yeah, yeah. His, his uh movie that comes out is it nope. next week yeah it's right. called nope that is so funny to me yeah i was on the poster for that and i thought it was like a a parody because i saw it in the theater like the poster in the theater uh-huh and i was like is this a joke like is this a like a parody of like what the actual movie is 
And I looked up and it's like, it's literally called Nope. Honestly, even the trailer doesn't excite me. Yeah. And I don't know if I saw the trailer for Get Out or Us. I think I just watched them. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried that it's gonna be cheesy. Yeah. And just like have good actors to support it. Right. But I'm not sure if the idea is there. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, have you seen the, um, Signs? Where they're... From like 2006? Yeah, they're like in the, the cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of, where there's like a really broad, like serious idea, because Signs is all up, like faith, because mm-hmm. the guy like used to believe in God or whatever. Um, but then it just comes across as just like, such a, such a stupid movie. Yeah. It has like a super serious idea and I really like the idea it's like if aliens came to earth like would people stop believing God but the whole movie is so absurd. Mm-hmm. Like just absurd. And so I feel like that's what Nope looks like. It's like a poorly executed idea. Yeah. You know I wonder with like the horror genre mm-hmm. before I think like the early days of horror it was more about the terror the like idea of the thing and then it became more about like the fear of it with jump scares and things like that i wonder because i don't think anyone over maybe 17 would think that any horror movie made within like the past 10 years are like good you know, but back then you had The Exorcist, you had the original Saw, you had all the old school Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, that the generation that lived through that time liked them. Right. You know, I don't think there are many horror movies now that the current generation likes. I think it's like desensit- de- being desensitized. Yeah. Or now it's like a horrifying thing. I was like, oh man, saw that on CNN like, that's, this morning. That's the thing. So I wonder if. Movies like A Quiet Place are going to be the new genre of horror. Yeah. Where it's like, the way they make you uncomfortable isn't now with, like, violin sounds and lasers. It's like with silence. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder what the next horror movie will be that actually makes the generation, like, acknowledge it as a good movie. Yeah, I think it's just being desensitized. One of my... um... One of my favorite things about art, like one of, one of the reasons I like chose my majors, it's a reflection of the culture and it's always a reflection of the time that you're living in. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're desensitized everything. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter how shocking something is. There's something way more shocking like right after basically. Yeah. And it's easy to just like keep dismissing ideas and images and things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think more so than being desensitized it might be that we're very practiced at not not giving it the attention even Mm -hmm. to see it for what it is Mm -hmm. you know we're very practiced at just being like oh yeah okay (laughs) but to like hold the thought in your head and like like you said with empathy Mm -hmm. you know it takes so much knowing and understanding but also time to like develop empathy Mm -hmm. i think 
if someone made their wallpaper on like their computer a scene from something very terrible, it might do more than having to like skim through an article. Right. You know, at least there might be more just over time that we'll get to. Yeah, that was what we were talking about before we start recording, which is it's crazy how much people they'll say they all of a sudden have this revelation or it's changed and then all of a sudden they're they're reposting like Jordan Peterson quotes and yeah. like Alan Watts. But they're not thinking about any of the stuff that they're saying they are. They just saw it, thought that it looked good. Have an idea like, that this is a good thing to think or Yeah. A good way to be living life. Yeah, it's so funny when I see that because I'm like, if you're following Jordan Peterson, you probably don't have social media because he's like <laughs> extremely against social media. So it's like funny that you're reposting. Yeah, him. I actually saw this this uh, this this thing that was basically like talking about people who 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 do that. And one of the things that um, they showed was a person had reposted a quote from Jordan Peterson, and it was like. You waste more time hoping your life's good on social media than you do making it what you want it to be. Yeah. They had to repost it on social media. <laughs> and I was like, didn't didn't read it. Yeah. Like exactly. just saw there was a quote. Yeah. Saw the author's name. Oh my god. I'm like, that's so unfortunate. But it's it's funny when people do that because it's it takes so much more time to actually implement something than it does to just read it. Yeah. And just say like, oh, that's my thought. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm following, but then not follow it at all. And I know that. I guess, like, on paper, religious groups, Mm -hmm. their culture should not be changing at all. Right. You know, but... Because I was thinking, like, I wonder how monks, like, Buddhist monks Mm -hmm. have been changing. And it's not that they haven't been, you know, because not only are they, like, in a world that's changing, but they're seeing people who are changing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's all affecting them. I wonder how that's, like affected like meditation and yeah, it's probably way more like difficult that. now right meditation i mean i feel like not maybe not for them but yeah. for teaching it to other people exactly for those practices to get to someone outside of like isolation you know someone who's already been exposed to like the addictive mm-hmm. lifestyle that we have yeah i can't imagine trying to get someone Especially in Buddhism, to just be like, all right, we're going to go meditate for, like, a couple days. They'd be like, yo, what? Exactly. What about, like, game six? Like, yeah. <laughs> can't be me. Yeah, I wonder, like, how they're able to do that, you know? Because I don't think the traditional practice of sitting crisscross applesauce and, right. like, breathing until you get it right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if saying that is enough to give someone enough effort. To like do it, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like you have to be desperate for it to like want to do it, because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, just a monk explaining it to you, you're not interested. But we don't live in like a culture where that's a prevalent idea or wanted. So, yeah, yeah, maybe that is something that people do go after, and then that's something that they want to do there. Mm-hmm. But here, definitely, that would never be something that's pursued in any in any respect, really. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think religion has definitely changed over time. I mean, you see, like, the Pope going back on things that he said in the past before. Like, yeah. He's gone back on 
you know, things he said about, like, same-sex marriage or something like that. So it's definitely evolved to the times, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not even evolved, like, become less jaded based on... I, I hate to say new information, but better translation is perhaps, like, yeah. <laughs> the correct correct wording. I think we use logic more now than we did in the past. Or like, in the past, we'd be like, oh, the Bible says this, and it's like, why? It says this. <laughs> Whereas now, we're like, why would it say that? Yeah, and then there's that room for interpretation. Yeah, we're like, we mu- let's look at, like, what their lives were like back then. Like, mm-hmm. what are they actually saying here? Yeah. And what does that actually mean? I wonder how someone, I guess in any religion, that's, like, of high status within it, mm-hmm. you know, like a monk or a pastor or a preacher or something like that, I wonder if there is any, like, sense of wrong in the, like, social media consumption and, like, the culture that they are in or a part of, if they do participate. So you're saying they feel like other people think they're wrong? Well, no, you you know, like, monks might, like, be vegetarian Mm -hmm. or things like that that follow their practices Mm. if they had phones you know how much of that do they like allow themselves Mm -hmm. to get into before it becomes like before gray lines appear right i i think a lot of them are probably wise enough to just not yeah, uh, like yeah. I don't think I don't think the Pope's checking like Instagram or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like it's because he's aware, it, especially with like Catholicism, because there is a Bible verse that's like, um, it's like don't be of this world or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, basically, saying like don't follow something just because people tell you. Yeah. Um, to follow, it. and so I would imagine with something like the the Vatican, they're like not paying attention. Yeah. Other than when it's well, something that's as big of an issue that yeah. like, there's like the one guy who comes in, it's like guys, we we gotta fix this one. Yeah. But I feel like that's the situation <laughs> where it only happens then. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's always I think in a lot of religions the idea that you shouldn't hold on to physical possessions and material mm-hmm. things. But that's very vague in the modern world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not holding on to physical possessions. I want likes. You know, it's right. like. <laughs> Like, I do wonder if there's, like, and I know there are religions that focus on mindfulness and peace of mind and not yeah. letting yourself just be consumed, mm-hmm. but are the more popular religions, do they have a large, like, say on, or they have, like, big opinions on, like, the addiction without substance? Yeah. Um, I think, I think a huge part of the material possession thing comes from a lot of like Judeo-Christian religions. And I think the reason behind that is because in the past, like, like BC times, it wasn't like possessions that people were obsessed with. They're more talking about like kings and princes with like gold and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like riches is more of what they're talking about rather than, than possessions. Cause they mentioned possessions in the Bible, but it's like, what, what the fuck were y'all possessing like, yeah. back then? What did you have, like, <laughs> that you were... To like, be obsessing over. Yeah. But I think it's more of riches, like, um, 
King Solomon, like in the in the mm-hmm. in the Torah and in the Christian Bible. Um, they talk about how he like purposely didn't know how much gold he had, and purposely would just people would be like, "Oh, you want your gold?" He's like, "Ah, oh, you want some of it?" And then he would just like give them because he was like trying to avoid being obsessed with like his riches or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that's more of what they're talking about. I think it's really money is what they're talking about. Like, don't be obsessed with money. Yeah, and that seems to be the problem because now even the people that aren't that obsessed with money are consumed by, like, social pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, like, a new obsession, a new problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually don't think people are, are, like, super... Like, I don't think people care that much about money anymore, like, near as much as... I think people care more about how many people like them than, like, how much money they have. Because the the amount of people that are actively choosing to be unemployed right now Mm -hmm. is the highest in, like, world history. Yeah, I actually do wonder between, like, YouTubers, um, is it TikTokers? No, it's Twitch. Yeah, Twitch streamers. I wonder... How much, like, if you could look into their mind, Mm. what they really, like, crave more, whether it's the viewership and that aspect or the money. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people go into these things with the idea that, oh, I'm going to do this and get rich. But I, I do think that a lot of it is, like, the desire for social attention and likes and Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, status Mm. more so than just having money yeah i mean i definitely think that it's just to be seen on twitch there's this thing now it's like stream sniping is what they call it Mm -hmm. which is where people who are not twitch streamers they will go and try and get into someone's game no matter what it is (laughs) just so that they can like be acknowledged in the match. Like, just mm. so they'll show up that they were, like, in the lobby. That, like, one moment, literally one second. Yeah, they of, killed like, this person. Name. They yeah sabotaged this person, and now they're going to say something about him. Yeah, the, there's the one Twitch streamer I watch, um, Tim the Tatman, mm-hmm. and he has this one kid who's, like, in high school who literally all day will just follow him around into any lobby. And, like, the thing is, uh, the Twitch streamer, Tim the Tatman, he has no idea how this guy gets into his lobbies. Yeah. Like, he just follows him around. That's funny. And it's just to, like, get attention, basically. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. I, I enjoy that people nowadays are, like, obsessed with money. Like, it is it is funny to me that our generation is the one that is quitting jobs at the most frequent rate mm-hmm. of any generation in history. But I think it's almost more worrisome that social validation is what we're looking like for so now. strongly on the rise yeah yeah because that is i don't know there's this interview with jerry leto where he's like what how many people does it take for you to stop wanting people to like you mm. like how many people before yeah you're like oh enough people like me and and i feel like it's a lot joseph i think it's joseph gordon levitt and daniel radcliffe both i'd watch like interviews where they talk about getting rid of social media because as soon as they would do something, they're just, like, Googling their own names and looking at it. Mm-hmm. And they hated it because they'd get a thousand good comments but one negative one. Mm-hmm. And regardless, their whole day was just, like, worse 
because of that feeling. Right. You know, but it's a cycle, you know, then you do something else, you act and you, you check on your like social status. But even then it is like crazy how much one negative opinion outweighs one good one. Yeah. You know, even 10 good ones versus one bad comment. That's something where I do wonder if age grants kind of wisdom there because I've seen, um, like, Ridley Scott and Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. they literally don't have phones. Yeah, I think that's age having wisdom because they weren't around for it yet and they can see it happen before they were able to get to it? Or do you think, like, there's experience to be had? I, I don't know if wisdom's the right word. I, I think it's age grants kind of like a lackadaisical approach to existence. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not sure that they... They would have cared. Yeah. And so now they just chose to not care. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have a phone. Yeah. Because I saw this interview where, like, Ridley Scott uh, is talking. And, like, Ridley Scott's, like, I think he's, like, 80-something years old. Um, I just have a phone. And he's like, oh, I feel like it just takes me away and I'm filling something, like, from what I'm filling. Like, it mm-hmm. would just be a distraction. And uh, he's talking about uh, Prometheus, I think it was. And, or, no, it's my Alien Covenant. He's like, yeah, and I think I think I really loved it. And, like, the interview <laughs> him is just like, Yep. <laughs> or, like, I've seen where, like, Christopher uh, Nolan, he doesn't have a phone because he doesn't want someone, like, calling him while he's trying to, like, focus on an idea or, like, what he's mm-hmm. filling or anything, and so he just doesn't have a phone. Wow. Like, at all. And uh, I saw this interview where they're like, oh, what if somebody calls you? And he's like, the only person I would have a co- as a contact is my wife, and she's my, like, DP, mm-hmm. like, director of photography, so she's already there. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, do you think that this generation, when we grow up into, like, the, like, mature adult elderly age, mm-hmm. are going to collectively more be, like, hyper-fixed on social media because we don't need to be working, you know, or our jobs are, like, secure? Or do you think we're all going to eventually get to the point where, like, we decide, you know what, I need a time away? And then we all don't come back to it. I was going to say, I actually think social media will die out, like, sooner rather than later. Because already, so often now, you see somebody who's like, oh, I did a social media cleanse. The burnout. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll be, like, deleting Instagram for a while or whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually think social media will die, like, sooner rather than later. I wonder, though, because I don't think I've, like, talked to or asked someone, like, five years younger than me or below. Mm-hmm. If they also feel like burnout, mm. you know, because we didn't have it for a long time, forever, really. Right. And then one right. day we didn't, we're like, this is too much. I'm not a fan. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if it's already around, I wonder like how that'll change things. I think it's the same. I think it's the same. So my, my, my younger brother had Instagram and he mm-hmm. deleted it after, he only had it for like, he got it when he, I think, started high school, maybe 8th grade, and then he's already deleted it. He never has reinstalled it. Yeah. And and he's very, like, into, like, new things mm-hmm. and, like, upcoming, like, ideas and concepts like that. So yeah. Like, like, he streams on Twitch and, like, he's in, like, that sort of thing. So it surprised me that he deleted I think it'll probably become the same. I think the problem with social media is that once you get to college, you realize how outside of reality... The social it, media is? Yeah, I think once you live in the dorms, you're like, 
oh, these people don't look perfect every day. They actually <laughs> look, like, horrific, like, <laughs> most of the time, or, like, yeah. you're like, oh, this person always looks perfect on social media, but I just, like, saw them hungover throw up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Seems they're not that way. Yeah. And so it just becomes, like, this... And then you'll see their idea. post two days later, and it's, like, the greatest night. Yeah. It's yeah. like, wow, last night was a movie. Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like college definitely ruins, like... For me, yeah, I think for me, for sure, it ruined, like, the perspective of it, where you had, like, this idea of how someone was. Mm-hmm. Then you see them outside of social media, and you're like, that's not how it is at all. Yeah. And it's really funny. I think the more consistent your social media is, as far as, like, what you're posting, the more close to life I'm inclined to think it is. Mm-hmm. If you're going on these adventures, that's it. That's, that's in my head, that's all you're doing. It's like, you do nothing, and then you go on these trips... <laughs> yeah but i know in more like tropical places people post like yeah they're at the beach they're doing this yeah life is good mm-hmm. i'm more inclined to think that is like the lifestyle right you yeah. know because there isn't much changing you're it's just posts about like still doing good <laughs> you know here i am yeah yeah you know but it's i think the more excitement the post has the more i don't care really because i don't feel that like oh they must be doing that anymore you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of already i understand what it actually is yeah no no no, for sure sure yeah i think that i think there are people with social media probably reflects like how they actually are but i think that's a like one in one thousand exactly like idea where (laughs) there there there's so many things and you know i saw this this joe rogan um clip and I I don't agree with a lot like a lot of he says but I saw this it was him and Elon Musk and they were talking about how Elon Musk doesn't like really use Instagram or anything like that he uses Twitter and you know he trolls people on their own mm-hmm. but um basically he was saying like I, I don't want to use Instagram because I don't want I don't want people to want me and Jordan's like yeah you always see these things where it's like oh like no filter and you're just like what all the likes or whatever people are like oh you're so brave or whatever and it's like why do you want to look that good? Mm-hmm. Like, you look great. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, you, that should be your mentality. Just like, looking great. Like, you don't need to tell other people. You don't need to be, like, concerned about it. And then look for validation somewhere else. Like, if you feel the need to, like, tell other people that you look great, there's probably something that's an issue. You probably yeah. don't think you look great. Exactly. And that's really, like, the problem to begin with. If that's where it's telling. You know, yeah, I see a lot of, like posts where the posts are the ex- like I don't even want to say exciting things the like high energy mm-hmm. events but I I think oftentimes it's very different like like I might go we'll just say to a rave mm-hmm. but like that is nothing like what I normally do I I don't see many, like, social media accounts that really show, like, a day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of, like, like, the tropical is probably the closest. Tropical places, people who post that live there, I think are probably the closest accurate portrayals of their day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess, like, small landlocked places, or, or... Landlocked? No. 
that you'd see opposite of landlocked. The opposite of landlocked. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just like smaller towns, like those seem like pretty day to day. Yeah, like really what's going on with them. Yeah, but the person who like reads in the morning, reads the paper, goes on like a walk, posts about like meeting people. You know, and it's very hard to see someone's social media and then determine what they're like. Mm-hmm. More so now, because I think people do a lot more now. Yeah. You know, and they post the events that they're at, well, like, that aren't always a reflection of, like, the things they like or want to do. Right. Yeah, it's, there's this hilarious uh, sort of dynamic where there are people that I've, like, followed Instagram and then met them in real life. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean, like, celebrities. Mm-hmm. People who, like, have mutual followers or, like, I've heard of them from friends whatever. And it's such a weird experience because they're never quite what you thought they'd be. Yeah. And sometimes exactly. it's, like, they're way cooler or they're way less cool mm-hmm. than you thought they'd yeah. be. And really, that's just the kind of thing with meeting someone. You meet someone and they're, we'll just say they're polite, you know? Mm-hmm. I met someone at a coffee shop and they were polite. I have no idea if they are the type of person to read books or, like, take Adderall just to, like, maximize their, like, scrolling efficiency on social media. (laughs) You know, like, you never really know until I think you're, like, around them enough. Mm. But that is, like, the fun, you know, where you can show at least, like, the trophies. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think as long as you can acknowledge and recognize that what it is yeah. you know that someone's posting, I think that's Yeah. Part of the like fun danger. <laughs> yeah, the fun or the danger. Yeah. Just a glimpse of what life could be. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, it's always what life could be, but not always what life is. Yeah, it's super, super weird. I don't know why people always want their lives to seem like they're amazing. Yeah, or outlandishly, like, fancy. Yeah. I would hate a life that I would imagine, like, on social media, you know, where Mm -hmm. if all my posts were, like... Just you and the Cayman Islands. Yeah, fancy places doing things. I I feel like it'd be so much more exhausting than, like, what the average human probably can put up with, you Mm -hmm. know, mentally, physically. I... I'm glad that at least it's just, like, the 15 posts for the person's life mm-hmm. that are, like... Yeah. Do you follow any people who just post, like, a series of random photos? Yes. Those are always so funny to me, where it's, like, random. And, I mean, when I say random photos, I mean, like, it'll be, like, the shadow of them in their room. Like, just, yeah. like, actually random photos and that they taken throughout the day. Who's... And then, like, a Lisa Simpson for yeah. the next one, you know? Just, like weird things in their life that yeah. are just like glimpses you don't know what's actually going on you just see that like mm-hmm. they've been there and then like a weird cartoon picture or something yeah. something unrelated completely will just go in there yeah there's uh this girl that i'm school with who will post like she posts probably every couple months on instagram and uh I always get the notification because, like, once it's been a few months, Instagram's mm-hmm. like, oh, the sun's so supposed to be time. And it will be, like, a photo of her cooking fajitas and yeah. then, like, her in front of, like, the Hancock Tower in Chicago. And then it will be, like, 
a photo of the kid from Gravity Falls. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? And the caption will be like, bread. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? They're like June vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. June vibes. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned something. That's crazy. I hate that even through the notification, like Instagram puts thoughts into my head. I didn't think it was important that someone hasn't posted in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that because they hadn't posted in a long time, I should view it now. But now I do. So thank right. you. <laughs> right. You know, can you imagine if they showed things like, if you got notifications like, oh, so-and-so posted, um, and there's a lot of green in the post. Yeah. Eventually, that will condition people. Right. And they'll be like, oh, I only open red posts. Mm. Or things like that, you know? But yeah. for some reason, when people don't post in a while and you get that notification, they raise a much larger urge it's the social pressure. It's like, wow, what are they, what are they end up to? Yeah. Like, oh, this is important. Yeah, this is something I need to, like, check up on. You know, this is something yeah, of yeah. more value than average. Yeah, yeah, It's crazy. I I would love on April Fool's for them to post, like, notifications like that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, someone's going to post a picture. There's a dog in it. It's like, ah, gotta check. Uh, now I gotta check. And then they're just, like, pranking. There's, like, no dog in it. They, like, didn't even <laughs> post. Oh my like, God. I got you again. It's like number one highest day of social media engagement in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to us, if you did. If you did. Um, we'll be back. Yeah, hopefully. No, we said that last time and it was like six months, but we'll be back. We'll be back this time. <laughs>